Limitless Wrestling fans, it's another edition of the Limitless Wrestling Podcast. John Alba here, coming to you from New Jersey this time, so I apologize if I don't have my fancy, fancy microphone set up that I normally have. Alongside the czar of Limitless Wrestling, Mr. Randy Carver. Randy, how's it going? Feels like a lot's been going on in the last couple weeks or so. Yeah, it is. Uh, it's been a busy couple weeks and, uh, you know, an emotional couple weeks for a lot of people. I think a lot has gone on in the main wrestling community, especially, but uh, hanging in there. Um, excited that we've got the road on the way now, the new series on IWTV. That's been a bright spot and everything. And uh, it's just cool to have, I don't know, something to sink our teeth into again and something for the Limitless Wrestling community to kind of get buzzing about again, because it feels like Really, uh, up to this point, the only new thing that we've had consistently coming out is this podcast. Certainly, Randy. Uh, I want to hit on what you mentioned real quick here. You said it was a tough couple of weeks. Is there anything you'd like to expand on? I always like to give you a platform here to say whatever you want to say. Yeah, uh, I'd love to take a minute um, because I don't think we've talked since it happened, but a couple of weeks ago, I got word that the captain, a local wrestling personality, um, someone who actually helped break me into the business years ago with IWE, uh, he unfortunately and, you know, tragically passed away. And it was uh, <clears throat> I was one of the you know first people to get the news. And um, when you're in that position of having to give the news to a lot of people who cared about um, that person, including myself, it's a tough role to be in. But um you know, I've had my time to cope with that. I think everybody has. And um, we had a little get together of um, some people locally who are very close. And I think that was very refreshing for everybody to talk about what they needed to talk about and get whatever off their chest. And it's just been uh, it's always weird when you have to experience something like that, when you've had so many experiences with and um, around something that you care about so much. So uh, that one hurt. And then um, just last night got word that Larry Dore, who is uh, a member of our Limitless and Let's Wrestle family uh, with the American Legion Post 84 in Orno, um, unfortunately suffered a heart attack and also is, uh, has passed away. So it's been a weird couple weeks, man, um, especially for uh, some of our crew who knew and were close to both of those gentlemen. Uh, it's just kind of rocked a few of us to our core. But um, I think in times like this, everybody kind of bands together a little closer and you you definitely take a second to appreciate who you have around you um, and try not to take it for granted. Are you telling me you appreciate me? There's some times, John. There's some times. <laughs> Every now and then. <laughs> Hey, you can't say I don't rep the brand. I definitely no, I rep the do. brand. You're getting stopped in airports yeah. during the times of Corona. <laughs> it literally happened the day that we taped this that I got stopped in the airport wearing a Limitless Wrestling t-shirt. Um, but yeah, man, it's uh, that's all some heavy stuff. You know, Captain was a very polarizing individual, to say the least. Um, but he was a local fixture, no doubt. And he gave me some of the most valuable advice that I've ever gotten in pro wrestling yeah. about how to cut a promo and all that. I mean, the, say what you want about the guy, but he had chops. There's no doubt about that. He was my riding partner for like two years, man. Like he, and just like, we can't repeat those stories on air. No, definitely not. <laughs> but I mean, he had just a lot of knowledge and just, uh, 
guided me really right from wrong with a lot of people and his judgment was correct, you know, and uh, I always appreciated something like that when I was, you know, 15, 16, 17 years old, and you're just trying to get a grasp on what professional wrestling is. It's good to have someone who's in your corner. And I always, I give him, I give Scott Wilde, Johnny Miyagi props. Um, they're the three really early on and like getting into wrestling and ring announcing that really looked out for me. So um, a bummer. And Larry owned the post 84. Yeah. Um, I, I'm he was familiar with him. Yeah. That's, that's, um, that's really unfortunate. I didn't know that until you just said that. He, yeah, he worked his ass off. He was, uh, he was a nice guy. He would host bingo. He was always there. Um, he always beat me to the venue on show days and was the last one out of the venue at night. And he was cooking the food and, um, yeah, just always like, and, and loved the, like the wrestling, like really became a fan of the wrestlers and, um, everything going on. I was talking to his son last night and was telling me that he was watching like old matches that happened at the Legion just up until like the day that he had a heart attack. Um, and just, it sucks, man. Cause he was just so like, um, never had a venue owner who's so, you know, pro pro wrestling, if that makes sense, who was so about wanting to make the show better in any, any way possible um would would give us free folding tables pretty much any time that i wanted them um just fuck man uh it's always what you hope for in a venue owners to kind of become a friend and a part of everything going on and i really feel like that's what he was well and he's instrumental to limitless launching really you know yeah. outside outside of the first event that yeah. that is that is the unofficial home of limitless wrestling and not only that, instrumental to Let's Wrestle even happen. Well, well, right. And that's what I mean. Like, you know, it's a further extension of it. It's that's that's really unfortunate. But because uh, it, it really it's a great wrestling venue. And, and yeah, that that's really unfortunate. But uh, hey, you know what? It's it's all about the legacy that you leave. And both those guys in their own way certainly left a legacy for main wrestling. Um, let's talk about. A, a couple things here, Randy. Um, you know, this is going to be an Ask Limitless episode where we answer the questions of the fans, and we're also going to talk about the road. But I want to marry the two for a second here because there's there's no way really not to address this. You've To quote our friend Conrad Thompson, you've heard the rumor and innuendo, and that's about the Limitless Wrestling World Champion uh, Retro AG. Anthony Green and Will McVane was asking in his Ask Limitless question, what's the future for the Limitless Wrestling Championship in retro Anthony Green? Uh, Sports Kita was the first to report it that Anthony Green had signed a WWE contract. Uh, Dave Meltzer, Wrestling Observer, echoing that. What's the latest? Because this obviously is some pretty big news, not just for the promotion, but for a longtime fan favorite. It is. Uh, hitting me with all the emotions early, John. Jesus. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I saw it when everybody else did. But uh, as of right now, uh, Anthony Green, obviously one of the most talented wrestlers out there, in my opinion, but still the Limitless Wrestling World Champion. Uh, nothing has changed in that regard. And you're going to continue to see him on the road series. And I think um, for those paying attention, I think the question from Will McVean will be answered in full by the end of the road series. So if you're going to, if you're paying attention to anything and you want to know 
uh, about the status of Anthony Green in Limitless Wrestling. Uh, I think you're going to find out throughout this series where he stands as the Limitless Wrestling World Heavyweight Champion. And to a greater extent, the status of the Limitless Wrestling World Championship. Of course. Uh, there's a there's a lot of things, and it's I mean, that's that feels like the big uh, the big question on everybody's mind right now. But uh, there's a lot of questions pertaining to some limitless talent that will be answered throughout this series as well. But um, yeah, definitely definitely stay tuned to that series if you have not yet. We're going to talk about it more in depth in a second. But um, yeah, I mean that's some some, some big uh, rumors and innuendo as you put it that dropped this week. Yeah, and. Listen, if you know Anthony Green, you know that he is deserving of everything that comes his way, whether that's a WWE contract or if it's a foot to the face. He's deserving of all those <laughs> things and everything in between. And uh, he's been a great champion for Limitless, and I'm really excited to see how the road paves out, no pun intended, for Retro AG and for the Limitless Wrestling World Championship. It really feels, Randy, if there is any truth to this, and, and I don't I don't know the answer to this, but it really feels like if there is any truth to this, this could really give Limitless a chance to start with pretty much a fresh slate when things are able to start really get going again. I know you had kind of talked about that and, and we're planning and going a direction like that, but especially if these circumstances are true, it feels like Limitless Wrestling is up for anyone's taking and anyone can go out there and make a name for themselves. I, I think that's very legit. Like, I think uh, a fresh start is kind of what it's going to be anyway because, I mean, you look back at where we're going um, with Anthony Green uh, wrestling Chris Statlander. We had, we had a couple things that were set up, uh, Alexander Lee and Brandon Kirk. Um, a couple things set up for March that, um, you know, look, looking at it now, it seems like such a distant pass away. And, you know, you, the landscape of wrestling in general is going to have been changed whenever we're able to run shows again. It's already changed since March. So um, I, I do think that it's going to be kind of a fresh start for Limitless Wrestling. It's going to be new beginnings for a lot of people. And I think new opportunities arising for a lot of people because you look at the the roster that we came in with March, um, you know, who knows who's going to still be available for independent wrestling bookings. Uh, I look at someone like Chris Statlander too, who had that terrible injury just a few weeks ago. Um, you know, will she be taking independent bookings after this? Is this kind of a, uh, going to be a wake up call for her to say, Oh, maybe I'm going to, you know, take it a little easy on my knee. Who knows? I don't, you never fucking know. Um, so I think things are going to look a lot different. Like it's, uh, and I'm very interested to see, like, when wrestling comes back in any kind of full capacity, uh, who's going to be ready to hit the ground running? Because still, even though there are shows going on um, every every now and then right now, not a ton of them, but there are, you know, more than there was a month ago, um, not everybody's wrestling on those shows, and they're kind of few and far between, and they're not in every region yet. So um, it's going to be interesting when wrestling comes back. It's going to be interesting when Limitless comes back, but I'm I'm very excited for that to happen. Well, right now, Limitless Wrestling has been providing you The Road, uh, which has been on IWTV and then on Limitless Social. Uh, I've, I've enjoyed what I've been able to catch so far, and I thought Episode 1 was really great. I haven't seen all of Episode 2 yet as we tape this because I've been absolutely swamped. But I, I really think that it's providing a great outlet for these talent, especially a lot of talent. We talked about it in the preview episode 
uh, many of them, you were kind of just rolling with the circumstances, seeing who you could get, and then saying, hey, go ahead, take the ball and run with it. Uh, referring to episode one, I, I, I thought DK and Armani had a heck of a match. Yeah, I did too. And that was that was one like we talked about that uh, became a match out of circumstance. Aiden Agro um, suffered an injury just a couple weeks before the taping. It, it, it sounds like he got some good news recently, by the Jesus. way. We were kind of shitting for yeah. a minute. I'm a sidebar here, but we're like, I, I told the story about when this happened, but he was trying to do that like spiral R Truth forearm. And uh, my, my suggestion, of course. And then uh, my, and then, and then literally, um, like, hits it. Like, it looks sick, but he lands right on his shoulder. And it's just not a good landing. And I think he posted the video to it, actually. He did. And, um, like, we, there was a, a, probably a good five to ten minute period where I legitimately thought we might have to bring him to the hospital. Um, but he, like, progressively, very slowly got better. Um, but there was, you know, there was a chance that this was going to need surgery. There was also a chance it could have been a torn rotator cuff. So, um, you know, there's a chance you're looking at surgery and a recovery time of six to 12 months. And that's what he was telling me, like ahead of this doctor's visit that he had on Wednesday. So we were all kind of waiting to hear the verdict on everything, what the doctors thought after, you know, a couple of weeks of it, you know, settling down and hopefully healing. And luckily, it's only going to be another uh, six weeks, I believe, he said, for recovery time. So um, he'll be uh, hopefully back to 100% strength soon. And maybe uh, the next time we do a road taping or if we get a show put together at some point, um, he's going to be able to go for that. So that's good news. But, yeah, this is this Danger Kid Armani chaos match totally happened out of circumstance because um, this this series is going to be chock full of MSP matches if we had it our way. Uh, but big match for Armani. I think he really rose to the occasion. He's someone who made his limitless wrestling debut at pandemic at the dojo back in March, had a good showing against Armani uh, against uh, Antoine Nicholas and singles action. That's up for free on YouTube, but um, he really got some tests uh, at the road tapings. This was one of them. And I really enjoyed it. Uh, the sea stars defeated waves and curls. This was a fun match. <laughs> the, the, the tabletop, Part of this match was outstanding. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, one of the great things about these low audience shows is that you can hear a lot of what's going on in the ring. Uh, and who, who was it? Was it Trayvon, right? Who who? Uh, yes, who, had, who got uh, tabletopped? And he, he just goes, me, he had Dell me up, and Ashley was like <laughs> trying to push him down. And he's just like, ah, oh, damn it, and just falls backward. It was it was so great. Uh, they had a good match. The Sea Stars are a good team together, man. I told you, I was hoping to see more from Delmi in this. And so far, from what I have seen, a uh, good start for her. Yeah, definitely. Um, uh, I would definitely suggest checking out episode two as well. She has a very good singles match against Rip Bison. But um, definitely a good showing for both teams. Waves and Curls. Uh, Jalen Brandon, I, actually, I want to touch on this. Um, just, I think a week or two after these tapings, uh, was doing a show in Jersey and broke his arm. Um, so I do want to plug that we do have, um, a couple pages on our news site of the news portion of limitlesswrestling.com. There's, um, 
links on there for every single wrestler who's participated in the episodes thus far. If you want to support any of these wrestlers, they have merchandise pages, they have the social media accounts links. So uh, give that a look if you're looking to support your favorites from this show. But uh, I think a good showing for both teams, Waves and Curls. I'm having fun, like, figuring out who they are. They're a fun little team. Um, and I, I think this is a fun match to have them in. It's, we're we're kind of showing the different layers of Waves and Curls, I think, throughout the pandemic at the Dojo Series into the road. But big win for the Sea Stars. Um, some really fun matches with both Delmi and Ashley coming later in the series. Eric Johnson defeated Kirby Wackerman in episode one. I thought that was a good match. And then Ace Romero and Alec Price, man. Uh, Alec Price just every single time he's put in the big spot, he delivers. Yeah. He is going to be, as long as he continues to grow his physique a little bit, you know, start. He, he certainly doesn't lack confidence. There's no doubt about that. No. Um, you know, continues to retool a couple things. This guy has copious amounts of it and I think could be a major player in pro wrestling. Yeah, I, I'm I'm thinking so too. Uh Alec, I think he's getting bigger too. Like mm-hmm. I, I I you know I saw That wasn't a knock on him, by the way. It's just No, I know, it's, I know. It's, yeah. I'm with you. But I, I do think like I, I actually watched um a match of his from very early in his Let's Wrestle career, like earlier this week. And I think it's pretty noticeable. He is getting a little bigger. And he just, he has the ability to hang with someone like an Ace Romero. He has the ability, I think, to hang with really anyone on the Limitless Wrestling roster. But um, this is one you could legitimately um, see on a Limitless Wrestling show. And I think a lot of people have requested this match before. So I think seeing that as the main event of episode one of the road, I think that shook some people. I think it really generated some interest. And uh, a lot of people were talking about this one, a fantastic match. Uh, big win for Ace Romero and his Limitless Wrestling return. Um, and I do want to touch on uh, Eric and Kirby real quick. Um, I've been really impressed with both of these two. I, like, I think Kirby has really risen to the occasion. He's, he's, you know, been a guy who's showed up at Let's Wrestle a ton of times to just help out and uh, has been kind of a utility guy for us in the past. And now that uh, I think he's really getting a chance to kind of come into his own here, um, he, he's going to make a go at it, and I'm excited to use him in a less wrestle capacity soon. And Eric Johnson uh, continuing his win streak. That's five straight now uh, under the Limitless Wrestling banner, spanning back to Pandemic at the Dojo. So I think he's got some big things on the horizon too. Uh, in episode two, we saw the debut of Basic Becca, and we saw we met her at the Pandemic at the Dojo series, and she impressed there. And uh, impressing again here, picking up a win in an intergender six-person tag match. Yeah, it was her, CJ Cruz, Ricky Archer, all with matching gear. Uh, the kids defeating Paris Vandale, Armani Chaos, and Love Doug. You're a big uh, Love Doug guy. I know you are. Yeah, dude. He's, he's uh, lovely, as he'd like to tell you. But um, <laughs> this one's already up for free on YouTube.com slash Limitless Wrestling if you want to check it out. Um, this one blew me away because I, you know, I've witnessed a lot of trios matches that have the ability to get clunky and that's just, that's no knock on any competitors in the match. It's just when you have so many moving parts so quickly, um, it's, it's very easy for some things to get lost in translation or get a little messy in the ring. But, uh, I felt like the flow of this one was fucking awesome. Um, this was just really fun to watch, really fun to call, like just, 
fun all around. And I, uh, I've watched it back a couple times actually, cause I watched the episode and I watched it when we threw it on the YouTube page and, um, just, just real good shit out of everybody in that match. I was really impressed with Ricky Archer too, who I really, um, I don't think I had seen him really at full capacity until this match. Continuing on through this one, the decision to have a best of five series between Frank Yeager and Alexander Lee, two guys I've both been in the ring with, two guys who uh, have inflicted pain upon me. Uh, <laughs> but I would like to note that I also did hit Frank Yeager with an attitude adjustment. So that was pretty crazy. And that's like <laughs> by far. That, that Why'd you laugh? That's, why'd you I laugh? just love the visual of that. Have you not seen the video? I think I have. No, I'm pretty sure. Was it, oh, in, was it in like a rumble? It was in fact in a rumble. Yes. Okay. I've and, definitely seen it then. And I, I hit Frank Yeager with the, with an attitude adjustment. It was, <laughs> uh, it was the pinnacle of my pro wrestling career outside of anything that Mac Daniels does. That's and he defeated Alexander Lee in match one of this best of five series. Where do you get the idea for a best of five series? Did one of them come up with the idea? Yeah. And, so, this Go ahead. this was not my idea because um first of all i don't want to assume that anyone wants to come to these tapes just pulling back the curtain a little bit uh i don't want to assume that anybody wants to come to these tapings and wrestle more than once a day but i always put the option out there because i know there are people uh like an alec price like an ace romero ag uh they do enjoy having more than one match or maybe they have um, certain people who are coming to this taping who they would like to work and add a match or two onto it. Um, but Alexander Lee came to me, I think in a, a couple days ahead of the taping and had an idea for a best of five series. And uh, I was into it. We've never, we've never done something like that before. I think we've done two out of three falls in let's wrestle, but we've never, uh, done anything like a best of five series so i thought it'd be pretty cool something different um and could definitely give the limitless fans who may be unfamiliar uh, a good introduction of frank yeager against a limitless wrestling original like alexander lee so uh frank yeager pulling out the victory in uh, less than two minutes here against alexander lee in match one so uh a big upset i would say um and a quick upset in match one, but uh, some some really crazy shit coming in the following matches. AG and Ace Romero reuniting. It's love hate between these two. Take me home tonight, baby. Defeating Champ Matthews and Connor Murphy. How much did it mean to you to see these guys team together again, especially given circumstances that could potentially may not ever allow for this to happen again? I. Uh first thought honestly is i fucking wish we could have done it in front of a crowd um there's a lot of things that uh you know you just kind of have to that's not a thought that i should be thinking but like it's just you can't take yourself out of that i wish it was in front of a crowd but it's still so cool that we can do it anyway um and it's really cool honestly that champ matthews and connor murphy reuniting as well uh they were a big part of main wrestling when i first jumped in as a fan back in like 2008 they were standouts throughout the mid 2000s um i think champ matthews has to be in your top five of uh main professional wrestlers uh of all time and uh these two as a team i truly think even in the year 2020 could truly do something i'm uh i'm really pushing hard to convince these two to keep going and keep doing stuff in the let's wrestle limitless wrestling world so if you want to tweet them do it 
but no, I think this was a fun one. And this is, uh, I think, Champ and Connor Murphy for, for guys who haven't really wrestled consistently in quite a few years. Uh, really hung well with uh, the Limitless Wrestling World Champion and one of the building blocks, Ace Romero. But uh, take me home tonight, virtually untouchable as a tag team, picking up the victory once again. And as you said, Rip Bison and Delmi XO also tearing down the house. Uh, Rip Bison, man, one of those guys we were talking about. If if the Limitless Wrestling World Championship were to open up, that's a guy who's going to go and try to make a case for himself. Yeah, no doubt about it. Um, really, really fun match here. Rip Bison taking Delmi XO to her limit. Uh, this is one of her first matches back from Japan. Certainly a place Rip Bison wants to go. I think there's a little animosity there between the couple. He would be so good in Japan, too. He, he fits that. He fits the vibe, man. But uh, really fun match. This is this is one that he personally requested as well. So um, I think there's always an added edge to every match when someone wants it. You know what I mean? It's just, okay, they've been thinking about this. They've been, they've been wanting this for a while, and I think it adds something to every match. But... Uh, really enjoyed this one. I think it fit for the main event. Definitely check this out if you get the chance. Um, you can check out both episodes of The Road in full. Matches, promos, a ton of shit within them. They're both less than an hour as well, so it's not a long viewing. Um, you can sign up on independentwrestling.tv. Use the promo code LIMITLESS. You get a five-day free trial. Plus, there's 28 other Limitless Wrestling events, plus the two episodes of The Road. So a lot of stuff to watch. And on top of that, we got episode three coming up. Announced for that so far, we got Eric Johnson versus Dylan Nixon, a partner of his choice. Uh, those two, if I'm not mistaken, squared off at the dojo in the pandemic series, too. Correct? They did. Um, Dylan. And that Nixon, was that was a really fun match. It was. It was. But to put it lightly, Dylan Nix got kind of demolished. Um, mm -hmm. So. Eric Johnson put the challenge on the table after defeating Kirby Wackerman. He wants not one, but two wrestlers to oppose him coming up on an episode of the road. So Dylan Nix accepted that challenge, said he's bringing someone from the Limitless Dojo to come wrestle Eric Johnson. And uh, I will spoil it. It's a debut. It's someone making their professional wrestling debut against Eric Johnson here next week. So a big opportunity for someone from the Limitless Dojo. What else can we expect with episode three? Well, we've got baby girl Nick Stapp and the girl from Ocean Avenue, Kennedy Copeland, making their first appearances in the series. And we just announced it this morning. Danger Kid is returning after walking out victorious against Armani Chaos on episode one. So um, be staying to, uh, stay tuned to the Limitless Socials. We'll have match announcements coming soon and other four matches coming up this week. And on LimitlessWrestling.com. Uh, you can find uh, all the information about these individual performers too, correct? Yeah, yeah. Um, it's got the social media links. It's got any merchandise links they have. If they've got a TikTok, if they've got a YouTube page, um, it's going to be there right under their picture. So go check that out in the news section of LimitlessWrestling.com. Always looking, looking out for all the people. So let's get to it. Let's answer some questions here. Speaking of merch. Dice, Rebecca asks, any new merch on the horizon? Yes, actually. Um, we I don't know 100% when they're going to be in, but the order has been placed for another order of Series 3 Limitless Wrestling trading cards, as well as um, some new colors of the short-sleeve Limitless Wrestling hoodies. So um, I think uh, I'm going to guess within the next week, week and a half, both of those will be available on LimitlessWrestling.com. Excellent. I better get me a volume three card. I was a little, little 
little unhappy. Well, hey, you gotta you gotta show up more. Oh wait. Well, well, okay, now hold on a minute here. <laughs> First on, off, dude. it's very clear that I have a budding presence in Let's Wrestle going on. I I certainly had planned on being very present for Let's Wrestle had this freaking pandemic not happened. I know. And, and you and I had been in some contract negotiations about doing some limitless stuff. So I don't I don't want to hear this this uh fancy fancy stuff from you. I, there will be a day when there will be a return and people will not even have a clue of what's in store because I'm feeling more confident than ever. Emmy number two could be on its way. Oh, I just, how's that How's that campaign going? It's, it's not something I have to campaign for. When you're good enough, it comes right to you. Ooh, quick on the draw. Speaking of campaigns, what do you think of John from... Orlando, Florida wants to know, what do you think of uh, this MJF 2020 stuff? <laughs> um, Seems like it's I, right up his alley, huh? I think they're inflating the numbers, uh, if, I, <laughs> if I had to guess. But, uh, yeah, I think that's right up his alley. Um, definitely uh, definitely a dude who would complain about a poster being um, not perfectly level. And uh, I've seen him tell multiple women to smile. So uh, it's very par for the course with MJF. Certainly is. Certainly is. Let's continue here. Uh, Joseph Bruce asks, will future episodes of The Road continue to stream on your Facebook page a few days after release? Yes, um, we are planning to continue that. Um, Typically what we've been doing is The Road uh, premieres 7 p.m. Wednesday nights on IWTV. um, And you can catch a replay in full on Facebook streaming Friday nights at 7 p.m. So, um, if you're not an IWTV subscriber, you can catch it, but it's just going to be a couple days later. Uh, Mark Phillips asks, what brought Fandango to the Limitless Dojo recently? Could we ever see him in a Limitless ring? Well, interestingly enough, Randy, you were able to get Fandango up there right before he was captured by El Hijo de Fan- de- Del Fantasma on NXT. So uh, good thing you got him in time. Yeah, for real. Um <laughs> No, he was, he was the coolest, dude. He has a uh, – there's a friend of his who had been inquiring with the Limitless Dojo for quite some time. I believe they're uh, training partners together at a local gym. So. Well, first off, you have to establish, for those who don't know, he is from Maine originally. He is from Portland, if I'm not mistaken, yes, correct? Yeah, and he, he does not live in Florida like some of the NXT talent do. He does live in the Portland area. Um, so yeah, I mean, he, he's from around here, has friends around here, people he grew up with, um, this gentleman that he's friends with, who is beginning his training is one of them. So, um, he just asked if he could come up and, uh, came up, hung out, um, sat in for training with that gentleman's first day. And, uh, it was, it was a really chill time. He's a really cool guy. And I think, uh, he might be around the limitless dojo more. And, uh, I'm hoping that he is because I think he does add, uh, you know, a lot of valuable takes for our students who were, you know, pretty dumbfounded that he was there. Um, but uh, was, was it a surprise? It was to some. I, I only told a select few people because I didn't want it to be uh, overwhelmingly crowded in there. Um, but I, I knew how long he was hanging out. So people basically it ended up becoming open to whoever showed up for class that day. So if you if they showed up for class, they <laughs> they walked in and were like, oh, shit. <laughs> I think that's a pretty fun surprise. 
uh, in the second half of that. Could we ever see him in a limitless ring? I mean, not while he's under contract with WWE, you won't. Yeah, but, uh, I mean, in a perfect world, I would love that. But um, realistically, uh, knowing the person, I'd love him to keep getting paid by one of the top companies uh, in the industry of professional wrestling. So uh, if he's making good money, I'm happy for him. But uh, I would love to, you know, if there's ever an opportunity to actually do that, I think that'd be very cool to have. Um, arguably the most popular wrestler from Maine. I think people could definitely make a case for Scotty Too Hotty, but um, <laughs> you're you're digging deep in my heart right there because yeah. Scotty Too Hotty growing up was like one of my all time favorites. Oh, so. I don't doubt. I mean, oh, so. I, I, people's opinion is going to be one way or the yeah. other. I totally understand that, but I mean, fuck, man, it'd be awesome. Realistically, yeah. no disrespect to Fandango, of course. Uh, so kind of. Peeling off of that real quick here, sidebar, uh, Matt Cardona making his AEW debut. That's the guy, as we're hearing, that it's reportedly only a certain amount of dates deal, which I think is great because it feels like he is just so naturally made for the independent scene to be a big-time star on that. He's the type of guy I'd love to see do a New England loop. Yeah, that'd be very cool. Um, I have a feeling that the handshake deal with him probably won't last. I think that it's going to be very similar to like a, like an FTR or a butcher blade where they do become consistent. Um, If I'm him, if I'm him, he's leaving so much money on the table with the independence right now. No, he's not though, because what's running right now is going to book him. I'm saying when, when that gets going again. So, you know, you stay on the handshake deal, which Cody's his best friend. So, I'm sure there's decent terms there. And then when you're ready to hit the independence, do your run there. You can always go back to TV. But the great thing about AEW, which we've talked about on the show too, is a lot of their deals will allow them to work the independence. Uh, yeah, sort of that's, I, I think you may sign one of those, um, I don't know, like the like the Chris Statlander kind of yeah. deal mm-hmm. where you are still consistent on it, weekly television, but you're still – you know, given the ability to choose independent bookings when they don't conflict. Certainly. Certainly. Uh, Alex Calder, one of my favorites. Your boy. Yeah. Uh, so you, you just talked about the Brewer Dojo. Any talks of a Southern Maine Limitless Dojo? Um, we've certainly looked into it, but I it's very tough right now with everything going on. We don't have any, you know, live show revenue either. Um, we don't have a ton of new stuff to put out right now. So, um, the actual cash flow that it would take to invest in something like that, to get it off the ground probably isn't attainable right now, but, um, it is something that has been talked about, but I don't, I realistically probably not something that's going to be in the works, um, within the next year or so, I would say. Uh, James Whitney asks, are there any more limitless original DVDs in the pipeline for release? Really enjoyed both of the best of collections. I believe I was on one of the best of collections, was I not? You were. You hosted one. That's right. Um, Where are my royalties for that? (laughs) I like those a lot. Why are you laughing? I don't know. It's funny. You did Uh it. (laughs) Okay. Um, All right. Let's let's call up my, bring back my lawyer, Ira S. Goldberg here. Yeah. Anyway, so what's the deal with that? Um, No, we haven't produced one. I think it's been two and a half years now. I think that feels about right for a timeline. But um, I think we're definitely due for another best of DVD. Um, We definitely would have uh, the content for it now with about, you know, two, two and a half years of uh, untouched stuff. But 
Uh, I would like to get in uh, some different collections. We're talking about doing some uh, small ones for YouTube, maybe some bigger ones for DVD release, but um, nothing set in stone yet, but I definitely think we should get a best of uh, three maybe out by the end of the year. Hey, speaking of uh, hosting stuff, I want to give a little shout out to Ethan Scott, who I thought did an excellent job doing the backstage interviews for the road. Hell yeah. Yes, he did. He did I think that's job. a great yes. role for him. I I threw that on him very last minute, too. I think it was maybe the night before, two nights before. But yeah, man, he, like I, I just knew that it was stuff that he knew how to do. I've seen him do it before. Like he's he's done it. Um, we do promo classes at the Limitless Dojo. He's done it there before. Um, and I, I think personally, when you have the um, the ring announcing experience like he does, I think that does like something within that does translate to um, your point and shoot interviews. So uh, I think he did a great job. He's got more to come too. So he'll be featured on the series more. That's great. Speaking of people featured, Jacob Drifter asks if money, contracts, etc., were not an issue, what would be your perfect main event? This one's tough. Uh, it's such an open, uh, an open-ended question. Basically, if you could book anyone, what's your main event that you'd be booking? Um, and why does the answer involve Gangrel? <laughs> I'd like to do a lot of different stuff with Gangrel. Um, honestly, one that has come to mind, which is not possible now because of uh, because of Alexander Lee's uh, you know problems with the Maine State Posse. But if uh, if we could get him on the right track for one night only, how about Maine State Posse versus a reuniting team angle? Oh man, how good would that be? Dude, I'd listen. I'd love. To, I'd love to see regular MSP and uh, the Lucha Brothers. Ooh, okay. That would push them to their limit. I don't know how many, um, like, really, I don't know how many insane luchadors they really shared the ring with yet. And I know they can go, but that's that's a whole different level they'd be introduced to. So I'd be very interested to see how they do. I mean, them and FTR, I think, as well. I think FTR would just be a freaking barn burner. I I am, too. Um, but uh, in terms of singles matches, uh, hmm, that's a that's a tough one. Um, it is. Hmm. Um, Christian Casanova. Yeah, I was just gonna say. I I was literally just about to suggest Christian Casanova and Ricochet. I totally totally agree with you on that. Um, yeah. You know, real quick about Gangrel, and I think you'll appreciate this. I was talking to some people, and, and I was also discussing this with Sean Ross Sapp recently from Fightful, that they think that Gangrel is going to be the next PCO. Like, he's going to have that next late career run that just puts him all over the place. And I, I, could, totally, could. I could totally see that happening. I mean, he he still goes extremely hard everywhere he's at. Um, he's the coolest dude ever. Yeah. Still has competitive matches. Mm-hmm. Um, still gets a mega pop on every show that he's on. And he's also in a ring like four or five times a week. It seems like at his school. So he's in great shape. Um, so there's no reason. I don't know how old he is, but uh, I, I don't think there's any reason if he wants to make a good run and his body's holding up, I think he could do it. Well, this this feeds perfectly off of this then because I've talked about here how 
I think Gangrel just has the greatest theme music in the history of wrestling. And Dylan Nix, one of your own performers, wants to know, what are some important qualifications for someone's theme music? And is using a retired independent wrestler's theme music weird or an homage? I thought this was a great question. I think it's an uh, excellent question. I uh, I don't know when we've really talked about this before, but um, I, I think the qualifications on theme music is uh, it, it obviously changes person to person. Not everybody should have um, the same theme music or even the same genre of theme music. Um, I, it all depends on your character. It all depends on how you're going to walk out. Um, I, I always think that it, it should just someone should be able to really jive with the music and your your entrance and it should all tie into one presentation that's gonna basically identify you to the people if you don't have a chance to do a promo if you don't have a chance to say anything if you don't even have a chance to do anything at least uh, if you're coming out for a job match on a show your entrance and your theme music could identify you to someone sitting in the crowd who may become a fan You gotta admit, my theme music's awesome. <laughs> it yeah, might be my theme music. music pops all the boys, and I made great music for Mac Daniels. Mac Daniels' theme is awesome. <laughs> uh, it is a good one. It, well, okay. So here's one of the important things that I was thinking about when I was coming up with it. You have to be able to walk to your music. That's what Gangrel told me. Gangrel told me the best piece of advice he ever got when it comes to making your entrance and your presentation was from none other than Stone Cold Steve Austin himself, who said that you need to be able to walk to your music. And I know that sounds remedial, but think about it. Austin 316, glass shatters. Stone Cold Steve Austin's doing that badass strut to the ring. Vince McMahon, no chance in hell. He's doing his big power walk to the ring. Gangrel bopping to the to that beat. It's so important that there's rhythm there. Yeah. And especially if you're doing that kind of up-tempo thing. Right. Um, so, so I do think it's important, and I think you need to find, as as Randy said, not what one song is not fit all. You know, no. it, it you really need to find. It's like I think Darby Allen's AEW theme is so freaking fantastic. Yeah, I love it. I was just talking about that one the other night, and some of the I I'll be honest, I don't love like a group of the AEW themes, like, but uh, I think there's a few like I love MJF's as well. I like MJF's. I like Moxley's. Yeah, um, Moxley's is good. I think there's a few that they knock it out of the park with. Mm -hmm. but Yeah, uh, I think Darby's is just excellent. Um, that Darby's just fits, and it's also um, it's attention-grabbing, too, which mm -hmm. I think is important. And um, on an independent level, this seems pretty minuscule, but like it's a real thing that I've encountered. You always want to make sure you have a good quality file of your music. You don't yeah. Want <laughs> you, you don't want to have something that's edited together poorly if you're trying to do something like that, or you don't want to rip something that's not good quality. Like if you have a question to ask, or if you're trying to get something custom done, um, definitely ask around because there are some people who do that at a, at a very fair price or uh, would probably just help you out in general. Yeah. Uh, I can recommend Matt Kuhn, who does a lot of the stuff for Conrad Thompson's podcasts. Uh, just did FTR's theme. He did Deanna Parazzo's new theme. Uh, he does it at a pretty decent price too. So if you're that's someone right. who's actively on the independent scene, maybe that's a worthwhile investment that you make uh, yeah. to yourself. Uh, and what about the second part of his question? Using a retired independent wrestling theme, is it weird or is it an homage? That's tough um, because 
I, I think to an extent, it depends on the popularity of the independent wrestler. Um, and it also depends, like, I, I feel like, um, let's say there's a independent wrestler in California who used to wrestle in the late nineties, early two thousands, who used, um, some Papa Roach song that you want to use. Um, I think, you know, if, if you really want to use that song, you're probably okay. But like, if, if, if there's an independent wrestler who you, you definitely know made their own theme music, or maybe it's their own band, um, and they used it for a long ass time, you probably want to stray away from that and, you know, come up with something of your own that is, uh, somewhat organic to the character that you're trying to portray. Bowden 52 asks, any thoughts on bringing Limitless to outdoor venues in New Hampshire? Maybe with everything going on, now is the time. We get a lot of questions about New Hampshire on these Ask Limitless uh, shows. And outdoor shows right now are a popular thing. Uh, the only thing that I precaution is about a month from now in Maine, it's going to start to get chilly. Yeah. Um, no, we're uh, we're actively looking into something for September for Limitless, hopefully. Uh, I do think it would be in Maine, but... Uh, I did have uh, a couple people actually reach out with venue ideas for New Hampshire. So it's something we've been looking into. Um, it's really about the specifics of each, not only state, but um, the towns as well to make sure that, um, you know, there, there's not going to be um, an instance where we could get a cancellation or um, they could push it back for any reason. It's, it's just tough right now because continuously things are changing and, um, you know, deadlines are being pushed back and I, I understand it, but you know, you have to roll with the punches and just figure out what you can do. Now, hold on a minute. You just said you're looking at something for September for limitless. That's the first we're hearing of this. No, it's not. We talked about this before. Are you talking I mean, about the, nothing... you look at the drive-in stuff potentially? Yes. Yeah. Okay. It's, it's, yeah. That's, it's the same things that we talked about. Um, we also potentially talked about doing um, something for let's wrestle maybe in the parking lot of the legion or even the parking lot at city side but they ended up closing so yeah that sucks um, too we didn't even hit on that yeah that really yeah. sucks that um, really sucks but yeah we're uh i mean we've been we've been talking about things we just there's no concrete answers to really give um any promise to yet but i mean fans will be the first to know if we do get something set in stone Good to hear. Uh, Alan Paulus, tell us a funny story based around Limitless that very few people know about. Oh, this one was tough. Um, Let's see. I think uh, I always think that the belt story is funny, but I, I think we've told that on here before where it literally showed up to the house a day before the championship match. That could have been a disaster. Um, that was literally like the worst couple weeks of my life because it was uh, it was ordered like way ahead of time. Um, I think it was ordered in early December for I think the second week of March, and it was going to arrive originally. I think the third week of February, maybe the second week of February, um, it was like a week after Valentine's Day. And then uh, it just kept getting pushed back, pushed back, pushed back. And uh, I legitimately did not know uh, what we were going to do. Um, had like a belt on standby if I had to do something terrible. But like it ended up showing up uh, like probably 24 hours before I had to leave the house to go to the venue. So uh, very happy about that. I, I think for me, it's probably with all the Vacation Land Cup cancellations that were happening last year, 
the amount of t- we recorded like a full podcast that never heard the light of day <laughs> because <laughs> because we recorded the initial podcast then the cancellation happened so we recorded a whole nother one you were freaking out circumstances were changing by the minute and then after like maybe i don't know uh maybe three, four hours after we finished recording the redone podcast, you just shot me a screenshot of a DM from Cody being like, you can use Sean. And I was like, well, back to the drawing board we go. So, cause you had already announced that Sean was off of it. So then we had to go back and update the other one. And that was just chaos, that whole thing. But it ended up working out because the show was great. Yeah. And there was, there was a ton of shit with that one because that was also, um within the midst of all this brad hollister gets injured right so uh i I remember the bracket for that show we had to fucking tear that up (laughs) we're like yeah we're doing bracketology it's gonna be great it's gonna be super (laughs) easy to follow yeah yeah try this yeah we had like four or five different brackets because just everything kept getting messed up (laughs) yeah well we'll upload the version four um on, yeah. on, on, on the facebook today yeah go check out uh that so yeah uh, then we get one more question here and it's from lee he says you've given people a platform to reach the next level who's the next limitless roster member to be signed to a big company and i feel like you and i are probably in agreement on this that it's probably christian casanova i would say christian i would say um I don't think there's any reason the mainstay posse doesn't get a sure. work with the mm-hmm. uh, with a lot of companies trying to rebuild their tag team divisions right now. Um, I, I'd have to throw Ashley Vox into consideration. I, I as totally well. agree. I think Ashley Vox could slide into AEW's women's division right now and be an impact player. I was hoping um, the I didn't really know the specifics of the AEW women's tag team tournament until it started. But uh, I, was I don't. I don't think they did either. To be completely <laughs> honest, <laughs> that's besides the point. I was hoping that they were going to kind of look outside. There aren't a ton of fe- like female tag teams that are very prevalent right now. But I was hoping the Sea Stars would get a look for something like that. Um, but maybe at some point, maybe at some point when they get this women's tag team division rolling, uh, that'd be something cool for them for sure. You mean you weren't crazy about seeing Cameron the Funkadactyl show up? <laughs> I'm sure you were. I don't know what you're insinuating. There. Oh, Jody Threat too. Jody Threat fucking rules. She, I think she's been getting so much better. I, I, I think she's be a cool, really cool fit in any company. I would agree with that. I, I, I would. I think she could certainly fit. Yeah. I mean, there's several. There's several members of the roster who could all find their own. Oh, hundred percent. I, I could make a case for probably all of them. I mean. Hell, I don't know if you saw, but Brody King's about to get a good big chance with New Japan. Uh, oh, I did uh, see that. That's awesome. Which, you know, one of our favorite alums of Limitless. Yeah. Uh, he's awesome, and he's getting a good opportunity right now. So uh, there's definitely some cool stuff going around every promotion right now. Absolutely. Um, um, so, yeah. And I, I, I'm I'm telling you, I want to ask you about this, but I'm bummed because you just told me beforehand that you hadn't seen it. You hadn't had a chance to see talking shop mania yet right i haven't no man that thing is so up your alley it is right in your wheelhouse yeah and, and i oh my god is it i would almost love to see a limitless show done 
in in the in the vein of that, I think it would be fantastic because I'll have to check it, it out. There are some personalities in Limitless that, given that kind of platform, could be very entertaining. What's so. the uh, so it's very like it's comedy, I I assume. So it's like somewhat in the vein of a Southpaw regional wrestling. Okay, that's but, awesome. But it's Gallows and Anderson on commentary, just as themselves shitting all over the product that they're putting on. Okay, and so they're they're like, like they're they're like this is the worst pay per view you will ever watch, and it is just it, they had Heath Slater dressed as Sting, except they called him they, they called him Stang. Bang. <laughs> he had a beer bottle in his hand and nature boy Paul Lee showed up and made a five minute entrance. That's and funny. They had a contract on a tree match and because it was outdoors, they did an Irish whip. But since there were no ropes to stop him, he just kept running. <laughs> <laughs> Teddy Long showed up. It's just outstanding. I, I can't recommend enough. I think they are so great. I'll you know, they're out. obviously signed to Impact right now, Gallows and Anderson. They'll do some New Japan work. I heard some rumors going around that they could end up doing some independent shows. So you never know what what could happen with them. That'd be uh, cool. They'd, they'd be an awesome team to see out there. So No doubt. Critically underrated. Uh, but that's another episode of the Limitless Wrestling Podcast in the books. Again, when we do our next Ask Limitless, all you got to do, hashtag Ask Limitless. Um, I saw your boy Colin West uh, from Synergy was. Did you see the shade that he threw at Limitless? No. Why would I? Oh. Why would I look at that? Oh, oh, he was he was throwing some shade, and I think he was trying to stroke the fire a little bit, Randy. There's no fire to be stroked. I got better things to do. Oh, well, you know, Brandon Kirk's fighting for their world championship, so I'm uh, pulling for him. Yeah. 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 Maybe Alexander Lee could get his hands on that eventually. We'll see. Yeah. We'll send it down. Okay. Uh, but yeah, that's another episode in the books, folks. We uh, we hope that you guys are staying safe. We hope that you enjoy The Road, Episode 3. Anything else you want to add, Randy? Yeah, check out The Road, Episode 3. Um, going to be streaming Wednesday, 7 p.m. on independentwrestling.tv. Again, promo code LIMITLESS if you're signing up. And you can get five days free. Check out a bunch of Limitless and a ton of other companies on the back catalog. Or stay tuned to YouTube.com slash Limitless Wrestling. You can see the matches as they release each day. No doubt. That does it for us. We'll see you next time.